Go. Hello, and welcome back to another week of the Xbox Nord podcast, episode number 22. Um, there's no age requirement here. That means you're all good to go. Anybody can watch this. Anybody who wants to watch it can watch it, and we can say everything we want. It's a free, yeah, it's a free platform. It's a free just free universe. Just a few bad words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I promise not to swear in this podcast, all right? Maybe my mom might watch it this time, so I don't know. But yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're back I again. Really hope she watches. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, we're back again, as always. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. You know, talking about Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remastered or the Definitive Edition. Um, we've got stuff to talk about Xbox Game Studios, including Rare, uh, Bungie, and Destiny 2's monetization, Oculus Quest Pro, and obviously, we are an Xbox podcast we're going to talk a little bit about halo for sure but yeah it's going to be an exciting I, episode I think there was a little bit of halo news this week so yeah there was there was some good great good yeah good it was touch. good and it was great yeah uh i am andrew vendren with me as always my two dads joshua james and dan robertson uh let me start with you mr joshua james how you doing how's it going what's up with you buddy Oh, you know, same old, same old. Kids driving me crazy, but living. No, uh, everything's good. Work's getting busy, uh, but you know that is due to course for this kind of this time of year. Yeah. But um, we are. My little daughter's birthday's coming up at the end of November, so we're trying to figure all that out. So, uh, you know, life's a mess, but we keep on going, and uh, it, it's great playing a lot of games when I can. Nice. Uh, playing Back for Blood still with you guys. That's been enjoyable. Still playing Scarlet Nexus. And uh, you, if you're watching right now, you can watch me. This is, mind you, a little late at night, and I'm not used to like bullet hell games like this. But I fail a couple times, so you know, definitely talk shit about my gameplay. But I've been playing a little <laughs> bit of that Mighty Goose, and that was fun. Uh, a little hard here and there, but I got through some of the hurdles I was dealing with. But nice. um, looks awesome. Yeah. Besides that, uh, things have been good. Nice. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. Mighty Goose. This looks like a, what is this? Like an old school 2D uh, it, shooter? It reminded me of. Um, it was like Metroid. Remember or like uh, Metal Slug? Yeah. Okay. That's oh. very much what it reminded me of. So I'm guessing like one or two hits, you're dead in this. Uh, about four hits, you're dead. Okay, okay, that's good. Metal Slug was a bit of a nightmare for me, but uh, that was a great gaming franchise. Um, also with me, Dan Robertson. Dan, how you doing, my guy? Going looking on sharp. Shabby, yeah, so. you're looking. Actually, you've been looking sharp the last few a episodes. Bit of a trick, like, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been looking really sharp. I didn't actually shave recently, so I'm still a little scruffy, but. So you got a baby face. Clean it up a little bit. Yeah. How's it going? How you been doing? Not too bad. I've been pretty good. I've been, uh, yeah, playing uh, some Back for Blood with you guys and uh, getting farther. I'm almost, uh, I think I just started the third chapter. Yeah. And then I got to get through the rest of that. So I've done, I think I've done one or two levels on the third chapter now. That but it's fun. Hard, man. It gets yeah. super hard. As soon as yeah. you get like four people even just in a round, like it just starts to yeah. get super overwhelming. You all got to be like good communicators and everything, or you got to, change the menu over to, to friends only and just have a couple of guys in there. <laughs> yeah, the bots are crap in that game. Like me and Andrew were playing the other day and yeah. 
uh, the bot was like literally just in the river, just like yep. doing nothing. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh my, my god! Favorite is when you're like, uh, like setting up the uh, minigun in front of the big boat mm-hmm. that you're going to go blow up, and friggin' you get the minigun mounted, and the AI just keeps running out, and then running straight up to the in front of your minigun while you're just unloading on them yeah. and then just running away and coming yeah. back. Infuriating. I'm I'm getting I will say I'm also getting tired of like the dialogue because at first few days I was really enjoying it but now I'm like anytime Walker goes like well watch where you park yourself you know what I mean every time he says that I'm like shut up (laughs) shut the fuck up Walker Walker. (laughs) other than that I mean the deck building has been kind of fun I've been looking in and uh, trying to figure out how to get the cards that I want because in solo mode you get Mm. basically all the cards right off the bat and then you can kind of use those to to build whatever deck you want or your dream decks, yeah. I guess. And then uh, yeah, you can kind of that. test them. Yeah, I've been building mostly a shotgun build, so I got uh, a bunch of different cards to give me abilities, so that I get like temporary health for every pellet that hits uh, an enemy. And then on top of that, I get uh, extra defense with a different card every time I have temporary health. So it kind of stacks them, and there's a whole bunch of shotgun specialty cards and everything too so it's been kind of cool nice on top of that i've been playing uh, some breath's edge which has absolutely terrible controls but it's so addictive i don't know why i keep playing it it's it's just like (laughs) a a weird goofy space game that you just Mm -hmm. like i just recently figured out that they have base building in it oh wow and so you're kind of moving from like airlock to airlock so that you have enough it's kind of like subnautica i guess yeah but in space and it's oh. like much more cartoony and funny and like you have like a chicken to disarm wires and stuff. <laughs> and it, they, they keep going on about I, I think it's you work for a um, a company that sells space coffins. OK, I, I'm not sure why. And then you ended up crashing at some point and you're the only survivor because everyone else has killed themselves in like weird and miraculous ways. And you just find them dead everywhere in like weird oh positions and like uh one guy's like handcuffed to a bed and somebody skewered him with a uh lamp so it's jesus <laughs> what it's a, it's a little dark but uh okay. like they're very cartoony yeah. characters and everything too so it's very like weird kind of dark humor and oh well, it is it is the month for it right so yeah it yeah. is the month right? it, like a weird, it's, it's not really like jumping like stuff jumping out at you but yeah. uh, there is like some little robots that'll attack you here or there, and you have to eventually craft yourself like better and better weapons, and you can uh, eventually get like a ray gun. So I just recently fought a couple of those guys and opened up a, a door after I got a military uniform or a spacesuit. Mm, nice. And it's there's kind of ridiculous and silly things like uh, like I'm trying to upgrade my suit to have more radiation protection, so I can get closer and closer to the core of the ship that's kind of exploded and try and like stop that from like getting any worse or keeping producing like radiation and everything. So I can kind of get around or harness the energy or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. uh, I get like, I have my regular suit and I find like paint and lead. So I mix those together to make lead paint and I paint my suit and everything. And then it was showing me that I could upgrade my helmet and I could use like a lead painted helmet. So he's just, it just shows a helmet that's, uh, mostly glass in the front but it's totally painted over and mm. when you put it on you can't see anything yeah oh wow 
Okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give that game a shot then. I might give that game a shot. It's funny and weird. The, the controls are terrible, though, especially in the menus. Just be oh, warned. It's, it takes them getting used to. Yeah, no. can you change it? <laughs> oh, God. But it's like, still, what, it's, it seems like it's very matter? much development. Yeah. But... Like, any developer at all, um, like, what are you thinking when you don't give me customized, customized controls? Like, you give it on PC, but you don't give it on console? Like, Maybe it's what? just harder i don't know it's just although they there may be i haven't explored too much into it it's mostly like i can customize the control in my in my dashboard but i can't in my game like so it's mostly like an interesting thing like like going into menus and everything like you use the b button to equip things instead of exiting the menu and that is difficult to no end yeah because b is always for exiting things yeah (laughs) Case. Oh, I wow. hate that. No, yeah. there's so like universal weird. rules. There's there's so controller etiquette, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would like the gameplay itself etiquette. is funny and, and interesting, and like that, and like it makes me want to go and like explore and find new little corners of this like space area that I'm in, yeah. and like trying to get past each of the obstacles to get better and better and build up all your stuff. But uh, yeah, it's the controls are terrible. Just be warned. like like developers should know some controller etiquette right like the b button is always back like yeah yeah don't pull that and you know what the select and one thing i hate the select button or the back button the one on the uh, left side of controller that should always be your characters like the rpg portion of the game i hate it when they switch it to the start button i'm just like like what are you thinking like yeah, why kind of be wise that? right here. Yeah, or or, or it needs to be the map button. Yeah, like it's it's one or the other. So I I can't remember, but there was a game in the original Xbox where the, it was like they had like a first person shooter mode and X was shooting, and I remember being like, "What the hell? Who made these controls? Like, why would you press X to shoot?" <laughs> like, yeah, I, that's I, that's that's kind of part of the problem. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. like. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like so when it's they like put B, like Y to shoot, as I think. Like the jump yeah. button. Just like, yeah. why did you put Y as the jump button? Yes, like, there was a few. There were a few. I just realized that. They were like, maybe we have to be different. I don't know. It's all about being know. different. Yeah. I think that's the jump button in Breath yeah. of the too. Really? Oh, that's yeah. awful. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, oh, you might God. be able to customize the controls, and I just haven't looked into it. Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, the default controls are absolute garbage. I just—it yeah, no, took me forever, I, like walking through a ship. It took me forever to figure out what was actually jump, Jeez. and I can't even remember what it was exactly right now. I think it, it was either Y or the joystick. Well, it must be. It must be a compelling enough game for you to look past yeah. the shitty controls yeah. because that would drive me it, crazy. It really is. It makes me still want to play it more, but. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, you know what has really shitty controls? Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, true. You know? that's true. That's true. Grand Theft Auto Trilogy. They made it look better. Yeah, uh, yeah they do. Oh yeah. So before oh, yeah. we uh, before we get into that, uh, Andrew, how's that's it going? Andrew. Man? Yes. Uh, before that, um, you know what? Obviously, I'm playing the same games as you guys are, but uh, there's two new Game Pass games that came out from uh, local Canadian developers. Echo Generation and uh, Moonglow Bay. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, Co-Cuban oh, yeah. Toronto company. And when you play Moonglow Bay, it's set in Ontario. Uh, no, it's, nice. it's not Ontario. 
uh yeah it's uh it's set in uh so you go up north of it's like there's like a small town in ontario and your daughter's in quebec and um have you guys tried moon Glow oh, boy yeah. oh it's, it's it, man i i can't believe it just shadow dropped out of nowhere it was a shadow drop and i didn't like that because i feel like that was a game that needed a little bit of uh you know some sort of like you know marketing push um yeah, it's like very a... cute by the way it's very like the prologue is very adorable because it's like you you play this like older dad and you're taking care of your daughter who's now in her teenage years and your wife is uh recently passed away and she teaches you in the prologue how to um fish and it's uh and then you're just the whole story is about you trying to get the town back to being relevant because the town is financially it's really touching it's a really touching game i recommend it uh for people who are more in a patient side because well heck you're reeling in fish it's not the most yeah. you know action-packed thing there's a lot of trivial things that goes on it but like i mighty goose yeah, it's definitely the opposite. It's definitely the opposite of like going running around. You do have like this really beautiful little town to go around and, you know, like go to, you know, visiting the aquarium, visiting all these little nice parts and much more casual but, game. Yeah, yeah. Especially once you get to the base part of fishing. You're just you're you're reeling in, but it's beautiful. You guys should try it. You should, you should give it a shot. It's Is the wonderful. fishing fun? Um, I would say yes and no. Early on, it's very frustrating. Early on, it's very frustrating. I'm not that far right now. There are some moments where I got really frustrated, but then I did play it before I went to bed. So I just kind of was like, okay, let me just take it easy. And then as soon as I started reeling in like my first few fishes, I was like, okay, I get this, what this game is. It's it's like, it's requiring a lot of patience. You got to be really mellowed out. So mm. anybody who wants to be mellowed out, this is the per- perfect game for it but absolutely you know yeah good thing you live in canada yeah and (laughs) yeah also echo generation is also pretty good they're both you know text-based kind of games even they're old school rpgs no voice acting or anything like that so it's not for everybody in my opinion this is like as indie as it can get you can tell it's an indie level game budget and all that stuff but uh it's like a turn-based rpg yeah 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 I saw I saw some it looks cool. I like the art style. The art style. Of, um, um, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, that's actually what I was gonna say. say. That <laughs> is that and there was another game called Wild at Heart that was like these two like Stranger Things clone looking games. Uh yeah, I've seen the ads for that. Yeah. I haven't played that one yet, but I wanted to. Yeah. Usually these are the games that like, you know, like you take a pass or not, but I, I definitely enjoyed it so far i haven't finished it though it's still early i, I gotta get through uh, scarlet nexus i feel like that i wanted to do the other campaign in scarlet nexus the female kasame's campaign but i don't think i'm gonna do it because i want to move on to other things yeah uh, forza is so close and yeah, i know there's just, there's a couple things i just want to kind of uh jump into and see if i can beat it really quickly the timeline, what I realize is the same thing I'm feeling with you, Josh. I'm like, there's going to be two big games where I'm going to put a lot of effort. So I need to like finish some stuff because I feel like my hours are going to be put into these two games, like Forza yeah, and, and then Halo. And I don't want to like overlook some things as well. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, back to my uh, too early transition. I tried to be sleek, sleek there. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like 
I didn't mean to like forget about to ask you what's going on. I got like excited because I was like, oh, an opportunity to segue into our topic. But well, it's a great segue. It's a great segue, buddy. No, I loved it. It's an Um, excellent segue, right? Andrew, did you like my segue? I did yeah. like my segue, but oh, I was like, you yeah. son of a bitch. You forgot me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what is this, episode one, episode two again? <laughs> I think one of the first few episodes where I was like, I was doing the whole clock, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's go to the first topic. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. what about, you know? And then I realized, I'm like, maybe I should talk about myself and then all that, but whatever. So, you know what has shitty controls? Uh, Man, tell me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what, though? Um, the smoothest of transitions. That was the smoothest, right? Yeah. They are going to... F- that is a great transition. They are going to fix it this time. That's the one that I really yeah. liked. The fact that they even said that. They said that immediately, and I was like, I hope they fix the controls. I hope they do the yeah. aiming, the shooting, like the aiming for like when you have a gun in Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City yeah. is awful. It's awful. But here's the thing. These games are 20 years old. Right. I think yeah, I well, think the the redone art is yeah. kind well, of no, what it, I pictured it to be, it, and it's kind it's of disturbing. Not the redone art. It's, yeah, it, it is the art. So yeah, like, it's the exact same art, really, and like it's just smooth and like yeah, that's it's what exactly weirds me what out. I said. Yeah, remember like when we were talking about it, I'm like, what will it yeah. look? I'm like, if it's the exact same art style with just yeah. like better textures and like dope lighting, yeah, I'm like, it will look ridiculous. But that's exactly what I want, and that's exactly yeah. what they did. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird, but it's so good. <laughs> I I remember when I watched San Andreas, and I'm like, wow, the graphics are shit, but you can do so much in this game. And all the character models look like you know, like I just drew them personally by hand. You know what I mean? Like. Like I got too yeah. lazy, but, <laughs> um, I, but I mean, listen, it, it's I have to say, I, I, you, you are right. I, I think the better lighting doesn't make it kind of like that look. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm excited to play it. I don't know how to say it, but I'm really is excited it, to play it. Is it running it. on a new engine too? Everybody's oh, yeah, yeah, running on uh, Unreal. Unreal Engine. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm hearing. I, but I don't even know if that was really. It, con- must have, like, it can't. It can't be the original engine. Like, no, no way. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to handle it anymore. Yeah. I don't think. No, no and like I, just with I, the improvements and everything, it's going to be weird playing it because I have a feeling it's going to feel a little more like a newer, like Rockstar game, mm-hmm, like yeah. a newer Grand Theft Auto rather than the older one. Well, I'm just so curious. Be... Uh, the the video that will come out is like this is what they removed from. It's like because it was made during a more edgy time, but. Yeah, um, I remember what was it? Grand Theft Auto Three had like every taxi driver had like uh, you know. But 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 here's the thing: like it was twenty years hooker, ago. You can get a hooker in the fur in Grand Theft Auto Three, and it gives you more life. Like it replenishes your health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things where I'm just like, man, it's like you know. And the funny thing is, like when people thought that game was rough, there's games like Postal. That you know, like that. Oh, yeah, postal. Where you like, could t- take the cat and use it as like a silencer. What the fuck was that? Yeah, postal was awful. Oh man, yeah, it was. It was designed to be as awful as possible. Yeah, though. yeah. Where? What's the best? Man, what's the best part about this release is Game Pass, baby. We're getting. Yep. Uh, we're getting one. We're getting, yeah. we're getting uh, the San best Andreas. one out of the three, San Andreas. 
You guys think San Andreas is the best one out of three? Really? Uh, it's the most complete one, definitely. It's the most I, realized out of the three. 100%. I will say that one has the most original story, but I really also, I will say, like, for me, like, I love San Andreas a lot, but I also really love Vice City. I really love Vice City. Yeah. Vice City is like really the, good. I like the feel and the art style of Vice City, yeah. but I like the gameplay more in San oh, Andreas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I like the idea of going back to Vegas. Like that's one thing that drove uh, that I didn't like about Grand Theft Auto Five, and they're like, we're going back to San Andreas, but there's not going to be Vegas in there. There's not going to be San Francisco, where like you can go back to the Strip in this one. Yeah, I I, I look forward to San Andreas, and mm-hmm. you know what saves me a buck or two, but yep. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, revisiting these games, and thank God yeah. they are updating those controls, right? So yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true because I, I think like that would set a lot of people off. They would buy this game and be like, "What is this garbage?" Yeah, um, like no, like the first one was wasn't it just like straight lock on? Yeah, uh, for shooting and like nothing else, and the so. camera was like really like crap. There's a couple of levels in the first one. I think it was like the Chinatown level, if I remembered. Man, this is so long ago. This is like dating us all back, right? Like I played like, this on the PSP, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember I, they came out on the PSP. They were great. Actually, I played it originally when it came out as a double pack in Grand Theft Auto, the Xbox version, 2003. Do you guys remember that? The triple pack. Like, no, no. It was actually first a double pack, and then San Andreas came out. Uh, and then they made it into a triple pack two, three years later. Mm. Yeah, but uh, uh, I remember playing San Andreas on PC and I put a draw distance mod on there. Yeah. I remember going on a roof and seeing like Vegas in the distance and you could see San Francisco like far away. And I was like, my mind is like blown. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Um, it's so funny. You just said draw distance in the original Xbox one. Oh, my God. Like it was just like yeah. foggy. It was just like it was just like two cal, you know, two single colors, and uh oh well. Um, it's a great game though. But man, I can't game. believe I can't believe it's coming to Game Pass Day One. Like I would not expect that game. If there's a game that is like guaranteed print money, like we don't even need Game Pass to do this. Which is curious that Grand Theft Auto Three is coming in December to PlayStation now. Yeah. Um, like a month after release so i guess they couldn't get it on day one uh but yeah i think there was some checks given and microsoft gave a bigger check i think that's if any company comes up and says okay this is what sony will give us for this game for their release on playstation now microsoft would be like okay we can give you more because we have more money we're a trillion dollar company you can always ask for more money from microsoft and they'll probably be like be able to to do that no problem oh we got like the, the weirdest part about this game first like like yeah. yeah i think the weirdest part about this game for me is just now i'm going to have to play it like after my kids go to bed because <laughs> i remember being so young and playing it and everything and just like like yeah no this is awesome you can do all sorts of crazy shit in this <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if my three-year-old. Are you running that. over people, Dad? Um, yeah. Those no. are bad guys. Everybody yeah, uh, is a bad guy. Who's yeah. that lady in the car with you, Dad? Uh... Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. See, I need more life right yeah. now. <laughs> like, you guys remember the whole hot coffee mod uh, the, or the whole hot coffee yeah. incident? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, we could talk about Grand Theft Auto for too long because there's <laughs> just too much. It's easier to keep talking about. You think, yeah. Yeah. You think the, the sex mini game in San Andreas is, 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 is very Do you think that's going to be DLC for this one? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think yeah, I think some things are going to be cut for sure. We just don't know about yeah. it. We'll see. Well, I, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of things cut from the game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe they'll make it into, uh, you know, I actually secretly thought they were going to do a reboot. I'm not kidding. I thought yeah, they were going to do a player and it's yeah. literally just reskinned like Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, I thought they were going to do a reboot. I'm not kidding. boys. I thought they were going to do a reboot instead. That's literally what I thought they were going to do. But yeah, I guess it's a nice little cash grab. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't take that long to make. Yeah, probably just like one developer and new engine and yeah, all that it, stuff. It, it if was, they're just uh, updating the engine, it'll be like I mean, there's you're gonna have a few people at least to translate the code and everything, and then you'll reskin it and everything, and probably have to retexture just because, like, you're gonna have much smoother models and everything now rather than yeah. just the the textures. You can't just upgrade the texture. Yeah, I don't think true. they'll do what they did like with Halo, where you could switch between the two. I don't think they're going to do that. Probably no, not, that was like something that like Saber Interactive could only do. Like Saber Interactive had like some kind of like that was a people who did the Halo. Uh, um, what was that? That anniversary thing. And like they yeah. had, they were able to do it. But I don't think I've ever seen that ever in like another game in a while. But that like yeah. one press of a button. We'll see. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was running on the same engine and retextured, basically. Yeah. Well, this is like Unreal like Engine. This one's yeah. like an updated engine and everything, too. Or, yeah. I think, no, I think Halo was a different engine. As yeah. Well. Was it? I think it might have yeah. been similar enough, though. Yeah. And they, they were. On that. So, yeah. yeah. But it we'll was see. interesting. You could switch between the two, for sure. Yeah. That's true. Um, I don't think they'll be able to do that in this. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of reboots, uh, we got to talk about our own people. Uh, Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studios, has recently said on the Kind of Funny Gamecast that the, uh, hey, what a great face of him, uh, that the internal reboot of Everwild was totally blown out of proportion from the gaming media. Um, This is, you know what, like, do you guys think that Matt Booty is just downplaying this thing or is he actually saying it from the truth? Because I I'm I'm in the camp where I think like, you know, Rare is just now making different type of games. They're not going to make, you know, simple games anymore. And they take maybe bigger ideas. And well, what, cons- what did he say specifically? Well, OK, so, you know, what is Rare known for? And this is what he's saying. He says they're known for creating new IPs and creating worlds. I'll say when you look at it from the outside, when you hear the words like reset and maybe restructure, those are probably a little bit more definite and a little bit more extreme than what really happens as a game comes to life. Um, He references NBA Jam developer Mark Tremel. He used to say that a game is made with a thousand small decisions at a time. Every day you're making hundreds of small decisions, and at the end, however long you work on the game, they all add up. And I think that's where the Everwild team is right now. They're just trying to make sure that they got something special. What do you guys think? Well, I, mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to uh, like delay it if they need to delay it or whatever, take more time with it. I think it's going to be a uh, a good game either way. From what I've seen of it, it looks awesome. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think that people were blowing it out of proportion because the what the director left, and mm-hmm. then there was like reports that it was internally rebooted. So, you know, they're creative studio. Like everyone, I guess, points to Rare from back in their heyday, right? Yeah, when they were making uh, Golden Eye and Perfect Dark and Banjo Kazooie, but you know. When they moved over to Xbox, what was their first game? Grab by the Ghoulies, yeah. which I think was initially an N60 or a GameCube game. So that was going to be an, a Nintendo game. So that was something already initially not by Microsoft. Um, but then they they kind of do their own thing. They are very creative. Like Viva Pinata is a fantastic game. But then they shoved them onto uh, Connect. Um, like avatar games and connect party games. And then they finally gave them the chance with Sea of Thieves, right? And Sea of Thieves is one of their biggest successes, period. So I think if Sea of Thieves was not a successful game, I don't think they would be as patient with this, you know, Sea of Thieves apparently took forever to make. And even when it did come out, it was super bare bones. And now it finally is kind of where it uh, should be. But I don't know. Maybe Rare has earned the right to um, take the time on something if they feel like um, it's special enough. But I'm really curious what the re-reveal of Everwild will be once they do decide to re-show it. But I'm excited about it. It has a very unique art style, that's for sure. But it could look completely different. Like, it's been a while since... We yeah. saw that first initial reveal trailer. I think it's been like two years. Two years, right? two years, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. What would you, Andrew, want to see out of Rare as based off of the history that you know? Would you want to see them like go back into the well of their classic IP? I, or I mean, should they I, always forge ahead. This is going to be this is going to be completely left field, but I'd like them to make Cameo two again. I don't know if you guys have remembered Cameo, but I love yeah, that game. Cameo is a great love that game. game. Cameo I love that game. Deserves another yeah. shot, in my opinion. I think they're Definitely. yeah. I great mean, female character uh, had special powers. All these monsters. Of yeah, great ch- kids game too. Yeah, yeah. that's what we kind of well. need. Yeah. Um, you know what? It does look like they're now a one game at a time studio. Like before they were like a multi-game studio. They were since like the late 90s. I mean, once while they were making Perfect Dark and GoldenEye, they were also making Banjo-Kazooie. And well, yeah, even Cameo in Perfect Dark came out. Was, came time, at the same time. So they were always like this two-team, two-game studio. Uh, but I think now they also had like layoffs just before Sea of Thieves. And then I think they just restructured as like, you know one you know they get they have a bunch of ideas but they're basically basically making one game and i think they kind of want to make something like sea of thieves like they realize this might be something that's in their alley so you think they're gonna go for another uh kind of games as a service forever while you think it would be like that yeah i think so i think so I think they're I think, at least going to try it again because it's it's been successful for them so yeah. far. Why not, right? They got like, like Perfect Dark and Goldeneye were were pretty close together and everything, and then yeah, like yeah. It, it 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 makes business sense, anyways. But you know what? I feel like they so like I never finished the Pirate Life campaign in Sea of Thieves, 
but the linearness of it and the storytelling of it want a linear story focused rare game instead of like maybe add like a co-op element to it Mm -hmm. but i want i want i want to because they're such they're so amazing at making building these very unique worlds that have gorgeous art styles and almost like a still frame of their game almost says a a story in itself right like they make beautiful worlds and i feel like their world deserves more than just a live service game i feel like but then again you know what i'm speaking too much into something i don't really know whatever wild is but i hope ever wild if it is going to be like a live servicing game please go heavy on story and like lore and just yeah yeah the world you build and the world make it feel yeah and make it feel like complete from the start instead of like oh now it's good two years down the road like i'm really tired of that kind of crap i don't Um, think i got the investment for all those games like that that's the thing right like i'm i look at it it looks like i think that's what every developer wants to do now because they're looking at you know the like the incredible value to do that but do we just do either of us like have that much investment for so many games? I think I can only have like one or two games per year for that type of investment. Yeah. And when it's like, Oh, if it's going to be a live service game, I'm like, ah, does that mean I guess I'm not going to play it then? Maybe I'll check it out, but I'm definitely not going to. Yeah. spend the time into it. Maybe if like my kids get into it, if it's, um, you know, appropriate enough for them, like I could see your daughter, your oldest getting into it dan or if it if it is you know um if it sparks their imagination and stuff like that i could see microsoft saying hey you know can we maybe make this uh family friendly yeah um uh game like see it well i don't know see if he's really family friendly that game's pretty pretty uh cutthroat those snakes scare me man those snakes scare me (laughs) well like and just like players attacking you and just like yeah your time can get yeah being online and multiplayer and everything like that's like the basis kind of core of the parental settings and everything too yeah like if it's not the like actual game itself title like making sure that it's following the rating system or whatever Mm-hmm. It's the like, yeah, the online aspect. That's what most of the controls are geared around. Because yeah, you don't want your kids matching with like a bunch of weird people or stuff that like, yeah, you don't think they should really be exposed to. So true. It's it's difficult to do that stuff, and hopefully they, uh, yeah, they can make it nice and like something a little more family friendly. I don't know, Breath of the Wild's kind of style. I don't own a Switch, so I I want something like that. Mm-hmm. We definitely need it. We don't. We need. We could use a variety for sure. You know what I mean. So, yes. I'll wait. I'll wait for that game, guys. I'll wait. We have so. There's too many games to be announced for Xbox. Right. I'm sure. Dogs playing with the cat. Oh. Oh no. no, no. <laughs> I see my mic flare. We're having fun at least. Yeah, I don't know if it, it might. I don't know which, but. Uh, um, the Do you one hear thing something on Maya. I can't. I yeah. I don't know if it's you or me. That's why I was just like, ah, who's is this? Notice I'm it's just... flaring up on yours when I hear it. Me? On Josh's. Yeah, I do notice it. I, I was like, I was like, whatever. It is what it is. Well, you know, problems during the podcast. Not super loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's what this is just what I'll we just, go. I'll just mute it when I'm not using it. So Yeah, whichever. Um anyway, speaking of like live service, um the one thing that I hope Everwild does not get is a monetization going too far. Because right now, I believe I would say Bungie is taking their Destiny 2 monetization too far with the announcement that the two new dungeons in the upcoming Witch Queen expansion will not be part of the standard edition or the season passes, but sold separately. Uh, so yeah, these two re- reaching over again for like more money or what? Yeah. But they were doing great on Game Pass. Yeah, I was like, that was the only reason I was playing Destiny 2 because of Game Pass. And now I'm looking at it. Two dungeons will be part of the digital deluxe edition for $80 American. So that should be about $90 Canadian with the third dungeon coming alongside with the digital deluxe plus Bungie's 30th anniversary bundle. That's $100 American. Well, knowing that it's not going to go for, you know, game pass. Does this expansion even interest any of you guys? I feel like, Josh, you're a Destiny 2 guy. Dan, you also play Destiny 2 back. But uh, quite a bit. What do you guys think of this? You know what I mean? Like, because like the season passes, I was like buying it along occasionally with you guys and kind of enjoying it. But then as soon as I knew that like this Witch Queen was not coming to Game Pass, I'm like, I'm I was like, I don't know. I'm out the door. I don't know. What do you guys think? (sighs) It's man, it's tough to it's tough to see that because it makes that area that barrier of entry that much worse like the dungeons i would say uh the dungeons. so there's strikes in the game and then there's dungeons and then raids and dungeons are almost like uh, a mini raid with three of you so i'd say they're a lot more accessible it's a lot harder to get six people together and do a raid compared to let's say getting three people together and doing a dungeon and the dungeons are really enjoyable like um we did one. What was that one we did all the time? Um, Prophecy. Prophecy yeah. is great. It has a, a cool look to it. Um, good mechanics to it. But now when you're like, okay, uh, so let's say Witch Queen comes to Game Pass. Okay. And then we all buy the season pass. And then I have to be like, okay, we got to buy this on top of the season pass just so we have access to this dungeon, which is essentially end game content. Like, pivotal content in the game uh i think that's i think that's outrageous to be honest i don't think locking away the dungeon the dungeon should either be part of the season pass it's like if you're gonna lock it away then fine lock it away behind the season pass at least the season pass is accessible uh where you're locking this away but uh behind what it's uh the two dungeons will be part of the digital deluxe edition so i have to get the digital deluxe edition am i able to buy that just by the bonuses just by itself if it comes well i guess not because it's not coming with game pass so i have to i have to spend like um Oh, how much is this digital deluxe deluxe? and to and plus the 30 uh 30 30th anniversary edition on yeah. top of that to get the second dungeon so it's like a hundred dollars yeah so i'm like hey guys spend a hundred bucks to come play destiny with me i'm like ugh. even if yeah. it's on game pass it's like you know it's hard enough to say hey spend ten dollars and get the season pass it's worth it but like 
I don't know, man. I don't yeah. think I'm going to be playing Witch King because of this. I have like a crazy, crazy question. Would you prefer it being like a WoW paid monthly subscription? Would you would would you do that with Destiny 2? If it was that, like, and you constantly get new content, would you do that instead? Yeah, probably. Because I feel like that's what they should have done. Because I think yeah. there's a lot of players that do really like it that would be like, okay, it's free to play, or sorry, you know, they don't have to go through like a gold subscription, but then they're like, for, you know, $10 a month, they're constantly getting new content, and then they get like a big expansion that like they don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's but then again, wow, like WoW's, uh, but WoW's patches in their year are bigger than an entire expansion pass for mm-hmm. Destiny. So, like, it's hard to be like, you know, it's yeah. hard to justify when a patch for Warcraft is bigger, has more content in it than your entire expansion pack. And like, I used to play WoW. I know how big those fucking patches are. Um, and how big they were they would add like a whole new zone where an expansion in destiny just adds a whole new zone where and and an expansion for warcraft adds like seven new zones zones yeah you know? like yeah. um so to in contrast between the two warcraft makes their expansions and their patches look like fucking joke so uh if uh putting a monthly subscription to it could get me content at that scale. Easy. Yeah. I kind of think that. I think I think it has a lot to do with their engine, to be honest. Yeah. I think their engine is out of date and not like malleable in the sense that it's not something they can just update on the fly. Um, they need something. That's what see. That's what makes like Fortnite work so well is they can just like update that thing like yeah. pretty much in real time. Yeah. Uh, and whatever Destiny 3 or what Destiny turns into needs to be that they need that engine to be just completely um modular. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of For- nice Yeah. In Fortnite, aren't they like making a transition to Unreal Engine five like during next year? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's gonna be kind of awesome. Like the fact that they could do that, and I'm just like, yeah. But I, don't, I guess it's just way too complicated for Destiny and all that. Yeah, um, even their live events are not even that uh, interesting. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, I don't know the future for Destiny. I I really wish it was it was staying on Game Pass. I really thought like Phil Spencer was going to give him another paycheck. Well, we don't know. We don't that's know. That's true. Maybe De- like Microsoft uh, might give him like a a late inning, you know, paycheck, you know, just be like Xbox uh, maybe just the Xbox console versions, something like that. And we might get it later down the road, so that's true. That's true. It's, well, yeah, I'll, I'll play the campaign and and check that out and go through the linear story if they give it to me. But I'm not. I'm not putting more money into it. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Good for you. You know what so, I do? I know. I know, Andrew. It's a really like it, it. It's like you saying no to MLB the show. It's me saying yeah. no to Destiny. I'm glad you recognize that, and I appreciate. I, I just want to say, I see you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> you know what though i say to myself like man i put way too much hours in this fucking shit 
and I want my time back every year. Like every year, I like <laughs> I, I'm just like I just want my time back. I don't know why I do it. I have no idea why, <laughs> and it's so stupid. But this is what we play games, right? We we also there's also that kind of you know that ease of uh, certain games, you know, just like a plug and play kind of thing, you know. Um, it just uh, it just works for us. Um, I think that's what's going to be like when Halo Infinite comes out and all that stuff. So we'll see, or yeah, or not, well, whatever. But uh, speaking of uh, things that might cost a lot, um, the Oculus Quest Two Pro has been leaked, and uh, it looks like an interesting VR headset. Um, I you know what I finally tried an Oculus Quest at uh, your place, Josh. I'm like. I totally want one. And you're like, wait, there might be a new one coming out. And then there's yeah. a leak for the two pro. I don't even know how much this thing's going to cost, but I'm kind of thinking of getting it right. They're getting now. much better price point than they used to be. Well, much the, they? Like, uh, the quest two wasn't outrageous in my opinion. Yeah. Wasn't it was like that like, like a more 99 or something? Yeah. Like a, it's like a price of a switch. I remember, I remember that somebody yeah. told me it was like, um, but it, you know what, you know, it looks a lot more comfortable. Um, oh yeah, like it looks so much slimmer. Like yeah. we're like your thing earlier is like it doesn't look uh, that much slimmer, dude. It looks like the other one is like like this thick, at least. Uh, let's say yeah. uh, three three and a half inches off your face. Yeah. Um, where this looks like it's maybe two or so, uh, yeah. at the most, maybe one and a half, because it looks like a lot of the hardware is. Uh, gonna be more spread off, yeah, uh, around the and it looks like there's a big chunk on the back, so it looks like that'll be for like counterweight too. So I'm not sure how much actual like uh, components are back there, but it makes sense to to have them in as little space as possible. So there should be at least like yeah, battery something back there, a lot built into the front. And it's funny because the original design for the Oculus, like I have the original Oculus. Yeah. And it was, I think, five ninety nine or something. Uh, when a friend ended up getting it for me for Christmas, so like, thank you so much, friend. Wow. Can can Riley. you be my friend too, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's awesome though, and uh, yeah, ended up uh, getting me that, and it's been an awesome just like thing to have around. But it there's a lot of weight in the front compared yeah. to the back, and like it would more so like grip onto the back of your head and sit the yeah. weight up here. Well, and, and so this one I- is much better balance oh yeah and, and if you think about it like i've seen ones there are other headsets where the battery pack is in the back there and it makes sense like uh from the the image you can see and you know people who are not watching this basically it looks like think of like almost like ski goggles uh, a little thicker out and there's a bit of a uh, there's a bit of a portion on the forehead so it looks like there's a and bit a of hardware in the effect. forehead. Yeah, and there's a, a like a nice resting piece for the back your back of the head and that I would imagine that's where the battery would go. It'd be cool if it's also swap out of bowl batteries for people who want to be in there for a long time. Um yeah. but it looks comfortable and from what I've seen of the leaked image uh the leaked videos in this is it looks like they're going to be going hard on uh augmented reality so the cameras that are built into the front of this camera yeah. must almost say it looks like it's one to one mm-hmm. 
uh, it must almost be one-to-one. I don't think it's see-through because they've been really working on the pass-through on the Quest 2. Like the pass-through video is really good and they're trying to get it to make it feel like it's that perfect distance where things don't feel odd when yeah, you're it's very difficult to get it to place the way your eyes feel like it should be exactly so if they can get that right uh from what i've seen of the videos there it almost seems like they're going to be like saying hey replace your monitor because one of the videos shows the lady working on a computer but there's no monitor screen there and she puts it on and the, everything is the monitor screen for you so andrew think like if you got a computer you have that thing on you have like five different monitors or you turn around you want to play halo on like a 85 inch screen that's floating in front of you boom there it is and if it's comfortable enough to wear if their goal is to be like we want you to wear this for eight hours in a day and feel comfortable yeah yeah that's a game changer right there that's and maybe there will be a vr chat space that's not filled with a bunch of fucking perverts (laughs) <laughs> well they, they were even uh, mentioning in there too that it looks like it's uh probably good use for like business meetings and everything too oh, yeah. using like 3d yeah. graphs or something or being in like a like more of an environment for showing off like products and everything so it, it has oh. its business uses too just like the the microsoft lens is becoming wider used in uh like the yeah. industries and everything just but why even, are we ta- uh, you know we're, we're an xbox podcast why are we talking about this because we need one yeah. Because we yeah, need exactly. we want VR on our Xbox. Yeah. 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 And you I'm know what? Kidding. Like, and that's the whole thing. Like, I, I don't even feel like they need to be like, hey, here is our product. We made this VR headset. Like, just support the quest or just yeah. support the uh, like, one, your, your, cons- your console's yeah. powerful enough to do it. Like, yeah. The 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 Series X and S are powerful enough to do to do VR. It'd be cool if they were just like, oh. The ones that are compatible with Windows, um, you know, if you guys want to make a game for VR and use that headset, like, why not? Why, like, yeah. just like, why, why not allow it? I just don't understand. From what um, I'm told is that um, this is like, not like, obviously, like, I got to confirm this, but the PSVR is not that successful. It's not that successful. The PSVR, it's not that successful, but if the uh, Xbox store already shares with the Windows store and it's going to be more unified in the future, Mm -hmm. why don't you just be like, no effort at all? Yeah. We don't give a shit if... About the hardware. If you want to post the game on there, we don't care what hardware you're using. These are the headsets that Windows already supports. And... If your game supports it, then whatever. Who cares? That I think is a smart game, and I think that is probably the only best option. Because yeah. yeah, it it clearly. I, like I, I don't think it would take that much work too. I feel like maybe it is down the road. It's just like they just don't want to. I don't know. Like I, I feel like something's down the road for that. Like I. I yeah, I'm, I feel like they like Microsoft seems very much like they feel like they're not either ready to get into that market just yet, or they feel like there's not enough of a uh, like market for it. Yeah. And I think they're just waiting for the right technology to do it, like develop the lens enough or develop the, uh, like wait for the quest to develop enough so that they're getting exactly what they want out of it. And they want to do it right. Cause they're seeing that PlayStation VR is cool and everything, but it's not, 
kind of yeah. all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. And like it's it's kind of the same way with like my Oculus. It's it's cool, but it's like it's almost a little gimmicky because like uh the controls aren't really perfected yet. Like they're designing better and better controllers every day and like like they're more like touch sensitive. It works your entire hand rather than just like I like I just get like this an open hand close yeah. mm. or I can do the triggers or the thumbs. Yeah. And like well, it looks like this one cool. will be able to detect all your fingers. And also, yeah. it seems like it has a, a a radar to detect your mouth movement as well. So it'll know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Because the future is, like, anyone who's tried VR, as soon as you have a conversation with a person in VR chat, it kind of, like, clicks. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a moment where you're, like, like, even for you, Andrew, when you were interacting with those people playing golf, there's a moment where it just, like, people you mean child like, <laughs> yeah but yeah but you know what yeah, yeah. the person's still like in front of you it was so there's yeah. this there's this yeah. there's there's this more human interaction even though you are um yeah. characters and yeah. if this press conference that's happening tomorrow uh with facebook because facebook you know they're going down the toilet they need to rebrand and if their rebrand is we are going to make the new internet in vr like their virtual reality interface could be and this sounds crazy it could be as big as windows mm-hmm. it could be bigger than windows yeah because um like think of ready player 1 if it, if this place is compelling enough to go to and feels like a space and a compelling space and yeah. uh, that's going to be a hard thing to catch up to. Yeah. And I feel like that conversation we were having about, um, you know, their uh, what's wrong with destiny and their engine not being malleable and how Fortnite kind of, exists in that space imagine if the in-between area the lobby we can say for this virtual world um because that's what it'd be like little spaces in between the space to get to like the website right or whatever yeah if if something like ariana grande concert happens like these things that happen in Fortnite like the, the travis scott concert but it happens in vr and you're you feel more there and if they can make if if facebook can crack that code and put that into their vr uh interface and their uh kind of os we'll call it oh man yeah. it's going to be hard to catch up to that i feel like when playstation vr the next one which is coming they already showed it i think playstation home is coming back I think they see the value in like a VR uh, chat space because my wife's yeah. like up there right now talking to a bunch of people around the world and they're like playing games like overcooked in VR chat. And so yeah. essentially they just copy like popular. Yeah, they just games. remake games in it. Yeah. yeah they're playing yeah. prop hunt in VR chat and stuff like that. So there there's this there. They can't ignore it forever. Yeah, and I feel like they feel like they're already there because of Windows, but you're not. Yeah, there's a there's a few things that hold it back, and but I, it just needs to be developed, and somebody's got to develop it, right? So like, if Facebook can do it successfully enough, then they'll probably gain like a huge market for that. 
because people are wanting to live more in a virtual space, especially because of just COVID and everything too. People are spending more time in a virtual space and and realizing the difference between the two and uh, like seeing the benefits for some virtual space that a lot of people didn't think would like had value before. It was interesting just showing off like VR to like my parents or um, like anyone really like you're showing it off to kids and stuff. Kids absolutely love it. Like they think it's like a whole different world. And like my, my yeah. daughter especially loves playing fruit ninja. Yeah. She just uh-huh. like, yeah, it gets pops up the fruit and everything. And she just loves like cutting it with a, a samurai sword. She's got fancy unicorn swords now that she oh, <laughs> ended cool. up unlocking on there. Is And she has a blast. It's, it's good exercise and everything too. Like it's, I really enjoy it even just because it's uh yeah, that, that whole feeling of the space of like being in the video game is kind of it's an interesting way to to see it and look at it and and actually get some uh like exposure to it more. And yeah, I yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. If I could ask you guys a question, because we went back because we are an Xbox podcast, do you think like because of connect that's why they're not really completely sold on vr right now because of like what happened with connect and connect was I a must thing feel like where... connect in junction with vr would have been great yeah but but do you yeah. think like maybe that kind of made them go like oh we don't want to be too early on at this until it's completely there because like you know um i feel like they're making a lot of money at what they're doing right now yeah. And they don't want to invest too much back into that until they feel like they're for yeah. sure ready for it. Yeah. Cause because PlayStation I, VR is doing okay. Yeah. It's not great. Um, 5 million units sold. Um, yeah. that's, yeah. So that's definitely, you know, so I guess I, we, we don't know if that's a good number or not. You know what I mean? So I think they're and, the highest. And at the same time, yeah, at the same time for yeah. Microsoft too, like, what does it matter? They already yeah. support VR. Yeah. It's yeah. just not on console. So for them, it's like the series when yeah. it's convenient to do that. Yeah. And probably and if, with Windows 11, I could see it coming sooner rather than later. That's true. That's true. I All think right. the X and S actually might be capable. They just haven't, you know, I, I feel like it's not going to be that hard to integrate. Oh, if the PlayStation 4 Pro is capable, believe me, the Series S and X yeah. are 100% capable of doing VR. Yeah. They just, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I don't know. We'll, I think we'll just see. thinking about it now is like, the like it makes sense for microsoft to be like hold off on doing the whole vr thing until we get windows closer to like xbox yeah like you bring it into windows 11 and everything and you start to make it a lot more like the xbox interface and the way that uh, that runs and utilizes the technologies that they developed for the xbox yeah and actually like yeah, like the memory processing and everything that the Xbox has. They're starting to integrate that into like Windows 11 and everything. They're starting to get more and more options and features available for that. So the closer you get it to that, the easier it is to just be like, okay, now it just plugs into your Xbox. They're already the I same. believe, though, like a flat interface OS is, is going to die. Yeah. I feel like a full virtual a mix of augmented reality and virtual reality is the future of computing a hundred percent in my personal opinion. Because I, like, once, okay. it, once you're in there. Yeah. If, like I said, if the thing is comfortable enough on your head, yeah, 
like the fact that I think they said what 35% of Facebook employees are working on VR now. That's insane, dude. That's a fucking huge number. Yeah. And it's only going to get bigger because Facebook is the past. Oculus is their future. A hundred percent. Like there is no doubt in my mind that Oculus is, is the future. Like I don't want to pick up Facebook most days. Yeah, but I I think that well, the the whole thing is they need to get away from that branding, right? Yeah, Facebook is not popular. Like if they're gonna, and I think they're getting away from forcing you to sign in with your Facebook account. Yeah, and it'll just be your Oculus account at that point. And if you want to link them together, they'll just allow you. But like, get yourself as far away from that certain wing of your company as you can. Like, yeah. (laughs) Like, they're yeah. they're definitely changing it up for sure. We'll see. Yeah. Wait, you think oh. a kid wants? You think a kid starts a Facebook account? No, they start a TikTok, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think I've got a TikTok account, and like everybody that I feel like it's like there's TikTok, and then there's also Snapchat. You know what I mean? There's like certain stuff where you're just like, oh yeah, I'm too old for that, or I feel like it's not for me yet. We'll see. You know what? We're we're not too old for. Fucking fragging in Halo, man. That's right, my man. That's right. Never too old to play Halo. Oh, right. Halo Infinite. For my kid right now. He is not old enough. I'd I'd love to reintroduce somebody uh, to Halo. But when they're, you know, when they're of that age, like I'd love to see a young individual like get into Halo because I think it's a really good franchise. I think so. I think it's a great entry point from like one to you know infinite now soon to be um this is our last discussion of of the week halo infinite was finally re-revealed and you can definitely see the extra year of work that they put in um uh this is what the campaign uh, was revealed the 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 re-campaign sorry because we have been seeing multiplayer um this looks incredible uh what do we think about this trailer this is the most open halo ever made um you know i i think everybody was originally talking about like imagined a silent cartographer as like the basis inspiration for halo infinite that's one of my favorite levels for halo um what do you guys think about this like let's just let's talk about it baby because like i i can't go on it's just it's so i'm i'm this is what i wanted this is what i wanted since the beginning oh you wanted halo mixed with far cry really is it really no what no that's i'd say that's my one kind of like when i was watching the trailer is just like oh this feels like you know you're going after outposts and stuff like that but there's definitely the the halo twist to it yeah but let's let's let i'd say let's get the uh let's start with the biggest thing is how it looks right the year of improvement on the engine the extra details I'd say the the one thing you notice like right away is his suit, his armor. Mm-hmm. Like it yep. is war torn. It looks like it's definitely been through uh, three years of hell because that's the time frame between Halo Five and um, Halo Infinite. But I like how they do acknowledge Halo Infinite. Um, I do like the openness of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this I think one right here was cool. hilarious. Yeah, it just yeah. drops the... Yeah, it just yeah. drops it. Like, <laughs> you know, like a few million dollars worth of uh, like military hardware? Just drop that shit. Yeah. 
But it, it looks like if you watch this trailer in 4K, uh, some of the like wide shots like right there before he jumps down, the game looks so crystal clear. It is so clean looking and it has that halo art style to it. I think I think it looks gorgeous in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think they just I added love it. It, it, Yeah, they just added that kind of extra coat of paint to it, right? That it needed. Yeah. I like the open world feel of it. Like I I think like you're probably right. It's probably going yeah. to be kind of like Halo mixed with Far Cry. Like yeah. looking at that with that filter now, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I hundred percent see that. You but kind I of enjoy that because I, I, I like <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And like I think it's just gonna be like because it's still gonna have probably a Halo linear storyline. At least yeah. somewhat, you're just not going to be walking down hallways as much as you're going to be spread out and going around and passing through these like little fortresses of. Enemies. I almost feel like there'll be zones, right? Like, Did you yeah, see the one part just too? Murder the two people. Yeah, I almost feel like yeah, it's going to be zones, right? Off the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> where the zone will be, there is a linear path to the zone. Like, if you want to beeline it in the story, but. So I feel like the I feel like the whole game is based off of the second level of Halo One, where they give you three objectives and you can go to the three objectives in any way you want. And I feel oh, like yeah. that it was the whole basis around this particular game. Is yeah. they wanted to take that second level in the original Halo game where you crash land on the Halo for the first time and make a whole game around that itself. The yeah. wonders of that level. Yeah constantly happening uh, to you the entire uh, uh, time playing the game. But one thing I'm afraid of is like moments being gone. Uh, like how are they got to interweave like that moment in Halo 2 where you fight the like uh, the huge scarab and you jump onto it and you have that moment where you like blow it up or like yeah, how are they gonna it's introduce not going stuff to be it's not going to be like it's going to be more like like you're kind of talking about with like Halo 1 or whatever. I have a feeling it's going to be like big maps, like bigger than we've had before, but it's still mm-hmm. going to be transitioning from a big map to a big map to a big map with like not yeah. too too much going on in it so that it's not going to be like overwhelming for the engine or whatever, but big enough and awesome enough that you can fly across it and feel good about yeah. it. Yeah. It is still an Xbox One game, so it's not yeah. like they can go insane with the size of these environments, right? There will be some yeah limitations to what they have even though you know everyone says oh scalable everything is scalable it gets to a point where you're running off that jaguar cpu and shit's not scalable anymore so uh, uh, so, but what did you guys think of uh the antagonists in this game it seems like we're getting a lot of um like enemies in the game yeah there's a lot of cool uh, banished guys yeah there's the well there is i don't like everyone's saying it's um the 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 uncle of the halo wars 2 villain uh what's his name yeah uh Um, so it's everyone's saying it's atriox i'm like it's not atriox no so it's atriox's um uncle uh ashra i forgot his name i was like i totally forgot but i remember it's atriox's uncle uh that was the guy that was like you know that did the whole oh like you know he's like in that hologram and he's like yeah. he had that really cool 
uh, narration. But then you also saw that elite Spartan hunter, the yeah, yeah uh, the Spartan hunter, the two. I think he's Juladama's like brother or something. Yeah, something like Who that. And, at the beginning of Halo uh, Five, and then yeah. there's that forerunner, or is it a forerunner character? What's her name? Uh, she's like, yeah, she kind of, yeah, Harbinger. That's what it was called. Yeah, Harbinger. Yeah. yeah. So there's also new get, enemies as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the skimmers and stuff like that. I'm curious. Uh, you know what? It sounds like we are missing the forerunner characters or they're in there. I Yeah. I feel like they're in there, but they're not going to like, I feel like they're hiding stuff. If I'm going to, yeah, I feel like yeah. they're hiding a lot of things. Cause like, yeah, you didn't see the inside of any covenant ships yeah. and everything. And that's like a, a staple of all the, yeah. The Halo ones, like running through a massive Covenant ship, or and and like, yeah. yeah, and let's be honest, there's probably yeah, there's probably flood that they're hiding as well. The floods, yeah. I feel like there. if they don't show anything more than this uh, six minute uh, campaign overview, I feel like then it gives it leaves a lot for a big reveal, right? Yeah, I feel like like what was so awesome about Halo, the original Halo was that moment you ran into the flood yeah because like and i feel bad it's like that moment in kotor when you find out who your original character is it, it, when you That's play the first, yeah. when you yeah. played the first halo and you ran into the flood for the first time on what was it the library yeah. right before the library like yeah yeah it was like uh yeah, right before that one yeah yeah the um, li- yeah and they just like just as you're on that like jungle planet yeah you just go to enter underground you open up and and you find a guy's helmet and all you see oh no the dead body falls through the door yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. it's great and then you 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 see one for the first time and you're like so you get like halfway through the game and then the game throws an entire new bad guy for the first half just fighting aliens yeah. You're just like, yeah, no, I'm just fighting, like, okay, these are the yeah. alien races, like, here's grunts, here's elites, here's yeah. like, whatever, it's like... And uh, then the like, flood just... gets thrown at you? Yeah. Yeah, and then and it's they... just like, out of nowhere, it's like, no, this thing's worse than all yeah. of that. Yeah, like, yeah everything and they can you just take over, now, like... Yeah. And like, like, here's uh, the mutated versions of it. Yeah, and, like, if you leave dead bodies on the floor, they could get, like, mutated and come back to life and stuff. It's crazy. Like, yeah. like what a twist. And I feel like Halo Infinite, if they don't reveal more than what they just did, has a good opportunity to reintroduce uh, a twist like that to a new generation of yeah, players. Absolutely. And I and, think and that's really exciting. I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think maybe we'll even see like the Sentinels back here again as well. And the Sentinels might look a little bit more unique as well. Because you see the Sentinel gun there. Like, um, what was it? Not in that trailer, but I believe in a multiplayer, the Sentinel beam gun was available. Yeah. yeah. I remembered. So, so I, I hope uh, I hope the Forerunner bad guys are come back. They are fun to fight. I feel yeah. like they kind of got them down in Halo 5. At least some of the the classes. The, at least the, they could expand on it. Somehow. Yeah, I wish they expanded like in the didact in Halo Four. Like I actually like I that f- villain. I feel like no bad guys should go away. Like you introduce them, like especially if you start introducing and something they, and I'll, I will talk about it right now. Yeah, um, 
But I feel like they should not take away any enemies, especially if you are going to have a game mode potentially like Firefight. Because mm. I don't want any... Give me everything. Give me everything that's ever been in Halo thrown at me into Firefight. Bring it on, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I, I'd like to see. And, you know, there is so much we don't know still about this. Like we got a nice campaign over you, but like, from what I saw, did you find that like, let's say knowing. So let, let's say we're in the world where game pass doesn't exist. This is, and halo is still a free to play multiplayer portion of this. Would you feel personally compelled to go buy this knowing that we're not going to have co-op campaign at the start knowing that you could just play multiplayer for free i don't see anything in this particular and i'm gonna love this i'm just talking for as average person here knowing that i have access to the multiplayer portion for free and if i don't have game pass already why the fuck would i buy this why would I spend $60 on just this campaign when I will probably get 10 times more enjoyment out of just the purport, uh, the uh, multiplayer portion, knowing that this campaign doesn't even have co-op on it. When you watch this, I feel like after you watch this, you're like, well, this fucking sucks that it doesn't have co-op on it because it feels like this. It needs it. Amazing with co-op. Yeah. Especially yeah. Yeah. World. I want to be the, guy in the gunner seat flying off the cliff with master chief with you bud yeah i feel like it's going to be i think the storyline and uh the like getting to know the game for a lot of new players and everything i think they might benefit somewhat from the delayed like co-op just because you'll get into it and you'll get some time to experiment around on your own and everything Mm -hmm before they introduce a second person and be like, oh yeah, here's all the other crazier shit that you can do in yeah. here too. Like yeah, it'll I mean, be kind of like a revive and refresh of just like, like here's Halo in case that launch isn't compelling enough. Like here's like the co-op as well. Like just a few yeah, months but, later. But you went from like having the expectation of when you buy a Halo game, you get campaign, you get co-op, you get multiplayer, you get firefight. And this time around, it's, and let's not kid ourselves, Halo Infinite Multiplayer and Halo Infinite Campaign are two separate products. They are not the same product. They are the same gameplay, the same feel of game, but they are two separate products. Knowing that, how is this worth 60 bucks uh, yeah. to some? I'd to, be less compelled uh, to buy that. Yeah. Yeah, to a person yeah. who's bought, who's purchased Halo um, and I think Halo going free to play on the multiplayer portion is the right thing for it to do to grow the series. But I just can't see how the single player portion of that is compelling. Like I'm compelled to play. I love it. I'm going to love Halo. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, uh, to, Picture to be like, Nancy almost person, yeah. but like uh, for an outside person, like, like you look at, let's say call of duty, I'm getting campaign. I'm getting, multiplayer uh, multiplayer getting... i'm getting the uh, uh zombies uh thing and i'm getting all the extra bits that will add to my war zone uh stuff when you when you have the two like 
and based off of Halo's history in the past of having Forge from the end, you know, Forge is not even going to be there for almost a year. So these things, and it's going to be even in the free multiplayer portion of it. So I feel like, I feel like they should have at least at the end of this campaign overview tease something like firefight, like at least throw firefight into this bitch because you think firefight might be in the multiplayer free to play multiplayer part. It needs to be in the campaign part. Like it, it can't be part of that free to play multiplayer stuff. It needs, they need to add something more to make that campaign. Yeah. Uh, worth it because people are going to be buying it on steam and it'd be easy enough to well hopefully easy enough i mean i've I've never designed a halo game so yeah but uh like to just have a larger space and have yeah like more people in it more chaos more like we were kind of looking to get out of battlefield or whatever it would be awesome to see something like that come out of halo and I don't know if like maybe these delays are just because of like the reskinning and the the improvements they made over the the first release of the campaign that they did, yeah, or what? But who knows? Hopefully, it's just get, like yeah. I hope we get more at the twentieth anniversary. I hope we we at least know what the package is going to be. Like, compel me yeah. to to to. Because all they're saying is, "Hey, you're you're playing Halo for free this 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 uh, this this fall." And for the person who doesn't have Game Pass, it's that uh, initial. The campaign looks awesome, but like, it, yeah. It, My only thought like, is like maybe they're trying to push towards like Game Pass and everything. Like you know, yeah. your Game Pass trial, grab that, start off with just the campaign and everything. Like get introduced to it. Like for people who just aren't into it just yet or something. Or well, then have the balls to be like, this game is not for sale. It's only on Game Pass. It's not on Steam. The only way you oh, can yeah. play Halo campaign yeah. is to be a sub- Game Pass subscriber. And I'm very curious when the first game will do that. Because you know what? If they're not like satisfied in, let's say, the growth of Game Pass, the only way one you're going to grow Game Pass is what I was saying. You got to restructure your account system. And two... You gotta make you have to pull the trigger on some titles being game pass only. You that means you can't purchase it on the Xbox store when you're on there. The literally only way to play it, no way other way to play it is to be a subscriber on Game Pass. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's inevitable at, at some point. Uh I know the conversation kind of went down a different hole, but yeah. Uh, um uh, i'm very excited about it from what i saw of the the campaign i know i got a little negative there so yeah yeah no it's okay that. negative nanny um, <laughs> but uh it looks so good man it looks so fun like yeah. i love yeah i love the the openness of it i i think even though i said yeah it's kind of mixed with far Cry, i feel like halo was designed to do that right yeah i think that second level of halo uh the original halo and you expand onto that and you can almost say like far cry was you know uh, well like almost every shooter was inspired by halo, halo just right? has such a good feel for it too yeah. like and yeah, then right? that's why they had to include the uh the grappling hook and everything to pull yourself along right. and traverse the the world a little quicker too it's just like halo has a great feel for like running around getting some speed going like jumping over stuff jumping off of yeah, things that super and, soldier 
Like, yeah, exactly. Feeling like a, a crazy super soldier, yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. Just the feel of it is going to be just right for, for that sort of gameplay. Um, Something that I kind of feel like uh, worth mentioning is like, do you think, because you know how like it's going to be in the first season past co-op, that there's going to be campaign content that might happen, like post-game can't... Like, I feel like that might actually be something in the cards for this Halo Infinite. Like, I feel like there's some sort of expansion packs or there's some sort of things with like new zones... That's where I'm like, maybe that could justify this game. Yeah, that's where the value is. They they add the infinite to Halo Infinite. To, yeah, like because yeah. didn't they say at some point that your multiplayer character would be coming Part into the campaign at some point? I mean, so, that all mean that that actually kind of tells me like maybe something bad's gonna happen to Chief. And uh, I'm just gonna say this: like, don't fucking kill him off. Don't kill him off. Not my hero. No. Just say not not his time. Yeah, not my time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, it, it never show if he if they do decide to come off, never show it. You know. Well, yeah, that's, just, yeah, that's that's one of the main um, like philosophies of the whole Spartan program too. Is yeah. no Spartan ever dies; they They're just, just go missing in action. It's just that's, yeah, yeah, missing in action. It was we'll all see. a morale thing in the beginning. Yeah. Like they were originally designed to uh, like fight the colonies that were rebelling against the the government and stuff until mm-hmm. a greater threat showed up and then they That's became true. much more useful <laughs> yeah they were demons you know what i mean they were the demons we'll <laughs> see i hey I, you know what um josh i'm i'm with you there with the fact that yes i'm i'm kind of scared about like the the value of the single player but i i'm i'm also in my in the camp saying that like it's okay if I can wait a couple of months. I'd love to play it single player on by myself and then maybe have a co-op mode. Maybe there's much like score modes or something like that. Maybe there'll be extra things that's added in. Maybe randomly they'll put scarabs in certain zones just out of nowhere. Maybe they'll just constantly, you know, put some extra <laughs> stuff. And you just know, none of us know, you know, we'll see. Be able to find some skulls along the way, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, it'll true. be... It'll be interesting. I, I think, if anything, it's just, like, they don't want to overwhelm new players to it, like, starting right off the bat. Yeah. Like, is if it, if there's any benefits to it anyways, I think that's probably one of them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, oh. I just, man, like, after seeing it, and I'm so excited for it, I just feel like co-op not being there at launch is such a miss, though. Yeah. Hey, it oh, was... Yeah. It, it, yeah, I want to be playing I mean, it with you guys, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, what was we'll get it? there quick, and we'll yeah. be playing along. We'll be playing oh, some yeah. multiplayer at the very least. Yeah, it's oh, only goodness. a few months away, right? Was it? It's going to be February or March. That was season pass one, the first season pass. Yeah. That's what they said. That's not too long, guys. That's not too long. You know what I mean? No. And long. we'll play multiplayer together as well. We'll play, you know, multiplayer modes as well. Uh, and all that stuff. I'm sure there'll be a well, lot. And it's not like we don't have enough to play, right? That's <laughs> true. We already complain about how much stuff we have already in yeah. front of us. So. Yeah. Um, There's adding more stuff to the plate is uh... plenty of stuff. Plenty yeah, of stuff. Plenty of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We got to call it a night. We definitely got to call it a night. Um, Dan, Dan, where can people find us? All that stuff. Tell me, tell me, tell me in your beautiful voice. Well, you just don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your YouTube page. Hit that like button. Feel free to leave Ooh. us a comment down below. Oh, you can man. also find us audio only on Spotify, Google Podcast. Just look for Xbox North Podcast. We also we're also on Reddit. 
Instagram, look up Xbox North Podcast, and for Twitter, at North Xbox. Is your wife just looking at I'm you? Good. Like, just come here, big boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all subscribe to that podcast. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm already there. That's beautiful. <laughs> All we see is just panties hit your face. Um, hey, this is this is a oh yeah right we we already <laughs> we said we were gonna keep it mature. All right, uh, keep it. Yeah, we kept it mature, man. We did. We did. We did. That's a good week. How that bad was, was my mic flaring thing at the beginning? Did that last like it wasn't too, too bad? It's a little bit of crinkling here and there. Yeah, there was a moment where I was like, I messaged and I'm like, ah, he's not looking down because he's talking. So I'm just like, we'll just wait. Yeah. We'll just wait till he looks down. And then did you hear it when I was talking? Yeah, or there was a moment where I was just like, oh, this is consistent, and I was like, shit. Oh well. Yeah, no. I saw the flare. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh well. Bye everybody. Hey, so- that's it. That's it. Yeah. Have a good night, guys.